DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, and I'm back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, not one, without my dog, my partner, my guy, my man. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What it do, Reggie? Ain't shit. Just another Sunday, bro. Just came back from the baby gym. Oh, what's that? What's a baby gym? Like a little gymboree? Uh, it's basically a... Pretty much, yeah. Gymboree, my gym, one of them joints. So the one around around my way is my gym. Okay. It's basically a playground for for, for almost 200 bucks a month. So that's <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. But but it gets Ooh. the young and tired out, and they, they teach them different, like, skills or whatever. So that's cool. I... I ain't tripping. Yo, I mean, because in theory, right, like my adult gym, I could, you know, go work out in the park or some shit on on, on, the cor- on a light post and shit, do pull-ups on a light post on some dude who just got out type shit, but, you know, <laughs> pay for looking, shit and get nice shit, so. Looking like the Juicy video or Rough Riders Anthem or some shit. <laughs> um, Hell yeah, man. Looking like the high video. <laughs> they, that's crazy, though, that they, the, the child industry, right, the baby industry, because the adult gym ain't 200 a month. <laughs> well, not the one I go to. Word. I don't know. You might you might go to a fancy one, but I don't. I don't. Two hundred a month. Ain't the adult gym would be an OD like that. The child didn't. They know what they doing, man. It's crazy. How would you feel about? Hell uh, yeah, man. About going though, and attending it with your child because like I, I struggled with that when my kid was like really little. She want to go to the bouncy house and I'd be like, or the or the park, and I would do it. You know what I'm saying? But it would be like a chore for me. It would definitely feel like a chore. Yeah. uh... Well, I think the the answer I would give in front of other parents is like it's the greatest joy in my life. But <laughs> I realize that there's a lot of shit that's, that doesn't come natural with you to you, right? But you got to do that shit for the for the kid, and I, I think that's the the motivation. So I'm motivated to do it, but I don't enjoy doing it. Doing it, if that makes sense. I guess it's similar to working out. I'm like, well, I don't want to die early, so I'm gonna work out, but I don't enjoy lifting a hundred pound. A ton of metal like above my head like I, this is not the shit i was, i said it was my dream when i was a kid mm-hmm. so I, I would say that I, I enjoy seeing him laugh and have fun and do different shit because like he's learning at the same time because they got like obstacle courses and stuff okay that we just don't have in the crib and you know i guess i could put a bunch of couch cushions and make him climb over it or whatever but you know it ain't the same plus there's other kids there but as far as going there yeah i, I know what you're saying like you gotta become you gotta you gotta become that character that dad, you know like, happy, to know happy, <laughs> happy to be there, yeah, happy, happy to swing. be there, and you got to meet people. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. That's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that, you said the chore part. That's that's the part. Like you got to play with other kids, mm-hmm. and you got to, uh, you know, be nice to other parents. And I'm not naturally that way. So it's like, and there was there was very few points in my life where I had to be that way. Right. The only time I have to be really nice to adults is at work. Right, the only time I have, I never have to be nice to other people's kids, so <laughs> it's just different now. Because, like at family at family gatherings, like when I'm not really comfortable around other kids, it's like, oh well, Keith don't got no kids, so we get it. But mm-hmm. now I got a kid, and people will probably expect be like, oh yeah, this dude's probably amazing around kids. Now nah, I'm still really terrible. I'm awesome around my kid, but <laughs> my kid yo, understands you know, me. <laughs> he, he, we understand each other. You remember that Kanye rhyme? Like I can't remember how it goes, but don't show me. I hate seeing pictures of other people's kids or something like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had. Uh, he had. A, man, he had, had two of them. I remember the one where he was like, my friend was showing me pictures of their kids, and all I showed him was pictures of my cribs. Or some shit like that. And is then, that? Uh, yeah, no, but then I think the other not, one, he's like, he's like, uh, don't show me no pictures of your kids or whatever. Like, I don't want to see no pictures of your kids. Yeah, yeah. It was like probably like a feature on a freestyle or some shit like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. like, I thought that would change after I had my own kid. But now I feel, I probably feel more that, probably more intense now <laughs> that I feel. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, but I guess, I guess it depends on personality. I guess the real, when they talk about good parents is the ones who could step up to that role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the challenge. Yeah, that's the challenge. And the shit I'm talking, people are like, man, that he probably hate being a dad. He probably one day he gonna go say, ah, I'm gonna buy a pack of cigarettes and never come back. Nah, I'm not. Is that that ain't the case at all? Like, it's I don't think people feel like that. I, I think they, I, I think they understand you. Like, I totally, a hundred percent understand what you say. I just couldn't verbalize it before, <laughs> but now it's like, yeah. like you get it. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I know you get it. I don't think people feel like that. Yeah, but it's, it's like, like the comedians, man. Yeah. Them comedians, but man, my wife, man, I hate it. Being married is awful. 
Later on in that same set, they'd be like, man, I, I'm not going back in the dating pool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy this this awfulness, like the Chris Rock when he says shit is boring, but like, you enjoy, like that's, you wouldn't have your life no other way. So that's the interesting thing about that part of having a kid is that, yeah, I, I gotta become, I gotta become goofy from, from the fucking Disney cartoons, right? But like, I wouldn't have it no other way. Yeah. And, and while you were, I was trying to find a better way to verbalize this, but while you were talking about um, taking your kid there and 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 juxtaposing that with uh, having to work out, it's, it's like I said, this is bad terminology, but it's like a necessary evil, right? It's like you have to do the stuff that you <laughs> <laughs> that you don't want to do, <laughs> and family time is that is apparently that. Yeah, man, it, it's it's insane, bro. Like, yeah, it is a it is a like um what they call that shit like a uh, fucking I don't remember the word, but it basically one of them things like is is good, but it's not good at the same time. But but it's like you'll take all the the bad that comes with it. So like in the gym, they got different shit you could climb up on and all that shit. And I'm like, man, this kid's gonna learn how to climb and just tear shit up. But I'm like, you know what? Let me teach him how to climb. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'll just handle whatever comes with that because yeah, I want yeah. him to like learn shit and be able to explore mm-hmm. how he wants to explore and all that. So. And it's, it's a safe place good. for him to do it. Yeah, yeah. Nah, and, and yeah. um, yeah, it, it's 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 a weird thing, like you said, because um, you got to deal with the awkwardness too of other people's kids. So like your kid might knock somebody else down, or your kid might get knocked down. Then you got the the, the awkwardness of that whole situation that you yeah. <laughs> you got to try to figure out. But yeah, it, it is um, it is dope. It, it, it's something that you know what I'm saying. Like I said, it, it's good to do. It's better to do. You know, you have to do it. Um, but there's no instant gratification in it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, oh, it, definitely you, not. So it's like it's it's, and we're instant gratification coaches. As, as as much as we've experienced life, you know, before and after certain technology, we are very into instant gratification. And and as I'm getting older, I'm trying to find, my, trying to grow out of that. You know what I mean? And like, yo, do the do the harder shit. Like you know what I'm saying? It might pay pay off later, but that shit pays off better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Speaking on the workout shit too, I'm trying to. I'm actually, you know, like in the and when it's warm outside, I try to like walk. Get outside. I bought a bike last year, so I started doing the biking. But like, I want to get started with that shit early. Like, I don't even want to wait till spring come around. Like, I kind of want to just wait till there's no like ice on the ground, but it keep fucking snowing, so it's get kind of fuck shit up. But uh, yeah, when there's no, it's not slick outside and nothing like that. Pull the bike out. Even right now, like I might after we done here, just go take a walk, just get back on my walking shit. Yeah, same here, man. I I've never taken so many walks in, in my life, but winter walks. Like, you mean right. winter walking? Well, over here, it's not as icy as it is up there, probably. So, yeah. like, the ice is gone. Okay. And even the days we had ice, the iciness, like, it might have been icy for that week, like, four days, and then some of it melts away, and it's, and it's good enough where you could walk a little bit. So, but for me, walking is really important because I work from home, and if you don't be diligent about making sure that you get active and getting outside, I could be inside for, like, three days, bro, and just not go outside because i don't have to but i try to, to find reasons to go outside yeah it's um walk is my new shit i think that's the late 30s like cheat code <laughs> like you like yo i'm gonna get these steps in <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying good on your knees <laughs> yeah exactly i'm gonna get it that way i might even start doing my steps like i I, I live on a, a um second floor apartment and you know like i got a stairwell i was like fuck it i might just hit it for like you know what i mean incorporate that 15 minutes of that then i've been hitting the exercise bike or whatever um but yeah, the ice be fucking shit up, man. Like yesterday, I was doing food deliveries and shit, and I almost slipped like four times. Like literally, the the weather's just been so weird that it like it was kind of warm on um Friday, but then at night it got dumb windy. So like that wind chill made everything freeze, and then it snowed on top of that. So you had like a sheet of ice with a layer of snow on top of it. Like I'm literally shit looked like a smooth step, and the next thing you know, you <laughs> you in the Winter Olympics, <laughs> you fucking slipping, curling out there. But um, I ain't bust my ass yet. Be on somebody's ring doorbell camera get posted on Instagram and fuck around. <laughs> Viral movie. <laughs> nah, it's, it's but I'm gonna get back into the walking fucking. I'm gonna take the because I, I don't know, something like the cold the the you got I don't know, like the cold always was a deterrent and now I'm like, yo, fuck it, like use it as another challenge, you know what I'm saying? Go into that shit. I'm trying to I ain't trying to look like fifty cent popping <laughs> popping up upside down. Like <laughs> nigga, nigga, <laughs> I ain't trying to hit him like that, man. I'm trying to all right, let me tighten shit up before I throw on the wife be before wife be the be the weather coming back around, you know what I mean? Nah. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Fifty Cent definitely put a lot of dudes in the gym and it's close to the new year. Like only a, you know, about a month and a half out from the new year. People saw mm-hmm. Fifty Cent come down like like Dracula from that shit. <laughs> 
And like, yo, what's like? It was such, and I, it was such cognitive dissonance because you heard the goat go, and then you saw a dude upside down, and you remember Fifty being swole at that time. Mm-hmm. So then you see this dude, you, he's hanging upside down. I thought it was a sketch at first. Like my mind was. I couldn't quickly make the connection that oh, Fifty is under Dre's umbrella and uh, Eminem's umbrella, and, and of course it's Fifty, and the song is playing. Everything was it just hit me at the same time. I'm like, yo, why is Dupree from Wayne's Brothers hanging upside down in the Super Bowl? I'm like, they're trying to make like a, a fun or something. I'm like, wait, is that Fifty? Oh. Yeah, man. Like, you know, like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg still on they on they funny shit when they had Ezel play Easy E and shit. Like they still on their parody. Yeah, shit. bro. <laughs> they had to tap into the old, like that old uh, society of black comics. They like, yo, let's let's pull uh, the dude, the chubby dude from uh, Lean on Me <laughs> to, to come through. Steal from Juice. <laughs> Fucking um. <laughs> nah, it's uh. It was a good, a good halftime show. Like to segue into that, man. Though, like I was, I was kind of feeling that was good for hip hop, bro. Like it was a good look. I had no idea Fifty was gonna be there, though. Like I kind of disconnected myself. He was a surprise guest, right? Like I, if I'm not mistaken, because I disconnected yeah. myself from Super Bowl media. Uh, I think because uh, everyone was sick in my crib the week before, and we was kind of recovering from that shit. But um, so I didn't pay much yeah. attention. But I saw Fifty. Pop. It was a good, like, yo, okay, guest appearance. You know, what I mean, it was kind of dope. I kind of wish the game was there. To be honest with you, though, I don't think that would have been a good look. Um. But I guess everything going on, they were like, yo, we going to ride with 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know where y'all yeah. at right now. But uh, it was a good halftime show for hip-hop. Like, I think that was a beautiful look. Snoop was out there <laughs> throwing up the C's, fucking crip walking. I, I believe he had a blunt or a joint in his hand at one point. <laughs> like, Snoop was doing yeah, that Yeah, man. But Snoop is that man. Snoop is that guy. Yeah, I I think I think it's a um, it was a good show for... You know, year after year, it feels like it feels like halftime is when dudes could go take a bathroom break and refill their beer, mm-hmm. and uh, the people who don't like who who aren't necessarily football fans will come into the room and watch the halftime show, and then once the third quarter starts, people swap again. They leave the people who aren't football fans could leave or just kind of drift around and the per- people who do like football come back for the football game but I feel like everybody could watch could have watched this show cause the dancers was dudes <laughs> they was right yeah, yeah they was doing some like like elbows out type gangster like choreated grab shit <laughs> choreographed shit I was like yeah <laughs> it was tough though it that was, was crazy it was like, super corny it was, so it was, it was alright right exactly like it's that part you know when you go to the club and you know the idea is that, oh I'm, I'm gonna go dance with girls but there's there's a, a, a portion of the, of the party you know maybe two three songs where it's just for the dudes mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying <laughs> that <was laughs> and that's it. what it felt that's what the show felt like it was for the dudes and and Mary J Blige yeah how do you think Mary J. Blige fit into the performance? Like, I'm, I'm happy that she was there just because I like who Mary J. Blige is. I don't know if she necessarily fit in the performance, um, but I was happy just for her. Just I'm, you know, I'm listening to Mary J. Blige since I was in fucking what, elementary school, right? So it's like it's, it's she's yeah. a cultural icon. But how do you feel that she fit into the whole performance of it all? As far as fit, I'll be honest, man. It it she performed all bangers. Her set was dope, mm-hmm. like everything, but. <laughs> but it, it felt like and we, we discussed this before it's like if you you know you with the dudes y'all having dude time y'all drinking or, do, or you know just hanging out doing dude stuff and you know your homie's responsible for the playlist and it's you know joint after joint playing Jay-Z you don't know 50 uh, 50 one of the joints where he's dissing Ja Rule or killing somebody and then mm-hmm. this and then all of a sudden they play uh, the joint no the, the Mary J joint from <laughs> Yeah, no more drama, some shit like that. He'd be like, yo, bro, what happened? And he's like, and he'd be like, yo, skip it. He's like, nah, I'm not skipping it, bro. And he's like, oh, all right, bet. All right, whatever. All right, whatever. Just let the song play, man. I, I, know, I know next time to never let you handle the playlist. And then the next song is some next Mary joint, like Family Affair. Four on one or something like that. <laughs> he's like, like, okay. Yeah. This, nigga getting, this nigga getting in his bag right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so it, it's kind of like, it, it was that. It was. Okay, Mary, you know, it's Mary J. Blige. Like, so for instance, she performed at the, the NBA All Star Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it made How was that? Like, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it. How was like it? It made sense. Okay. It was cool. I mean, the, the dunk contest sucked. And honestly, I saw good, that. But it's I saw like the dunk contest, do... but I didn't see the Khaled performance. 
Yeah, because it was Khaled. So Khaled, is just, he just brings the party out. So it makes sense. He could bring anyone out. He could have brought out Alicia Keys with the piano and be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But like with Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem, it, it just, it didn't throw the show off, but it was just like, like okay, Mary J. Blige, that's, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's cute. Like, yeah. Do, 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 does MJB and Dre have, or any of the other rappers have songs together? I believe Dr. Dre produced Family Affair, the dancery okay. song. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe yeah. that's a Dre produced song. Um, and they have worked on other things, and I believe he's working on her new project. Um, but beyond okay. beyond that, that the connection I feel was a she connected more with Fifty. She on Power, <laughs> I think. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, okay, I, I, all right. Was, yeah. But musically, like uh, as far uh, aside from that production. I'm, I think musically, no, I was, it seems like like if they pitched Eminem, Kendrick, Dr. Dre, and uh, Snoop, maybe they had pushback like, yo, let's get a female artist in there just to diversify it. And she was like, all right, well, who makes most sense, I guess, with them? Let's get the queen of hip-hop. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say, though, that, you know, the show was good, though. I, I spent about three minutes uh, bitching about it, but the, sh- the show was real good. MJB and R, I, I really liked MJB's. Performance. Mm-hmm. She went in like she. It looked like she. She's like, yo, this is my. Put it all out there, bro. Like literally, and she fell at the end. Yeah. Like, dramatic, like the fallback. Word up. Like yeah. she went in. I feel like people are overly critical of women, though, in general, and then black women on top of that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like, oh, she's dressed like Beyonce. Like they find anything. I'm like, yo, it's good. She did good. She looks good. Fifty something years old. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she did. A, she did a great job. Like let's not be in. Let's stop finding faults with everything that women do. I feel like that culture is 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 prevalent, like so heavy on the internet. And I guess as as, as artists, they have to just avoid it, right? They have to find a way to. Listen to the. I, I tweeted something this week. Like people pay more attention to their haters than their supporters, and you just gotta listen to the support, I guess, and not pay attention to the dumb shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let me see. Like the Super Bowl in general was pretty dope. Uh, shout out to the Rams. They won. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm shit. I won three hundred hours off that game. The fucking uh, cause you could bet That's in New York, up, man. Yeah, you could bet in New York now, and FanDuel was doing some shit. Like you could just uh, bet five dollars, you could win two hundred and eighty. Um, so I ended up winning on the Rams. Um, and then what I, I thought I won on the, the, the heads and tails shit. I, I picked heads. You was able to pick up the coin toss and shit like that. And then, mm-hmm. uh, the over under on the first half, I literally, uh, like made that by like the, the barely made it, but fucking won that shit. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad Super Bowl for me. Um, yeah, that's dope, man. One of the dudes at my gym said he won on OVJ getting the first touchdown and all that. So mm-hmm. The betting in New York thing is kind of dope. It's kind of it's kind of fire. I ain't gonna lie. Like New York stepped their yeah. game up with the legalizing the weed and the gambling, and you know what I mean prostitution. I guess is next, but um, well, legal sex work. I guess is the name that they would call it. But uh, it, it uh it it I think you know what I'm saying like why limit people right? Like it, it's kind of like open shit up. And I'm not saying heroin and fucking everything should be de- decriminalized, but kind of open shit up. Tell people to risk, right? Every commercial that talks about gambling tells you, Hey, you got a problem. Call this number. That should be big as fuck on the screen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, give people the freedom and then give them the resources to help themselves, but let give them the freedom. Like it, yeah. it, it's, it feels crazy that you could smoke weed in New York recreationally, but my motherfuckers getting pulled over for it in another state. That's nuts. Yeah, the the law and legalization joint is is very interesting. I mean, then there's a there's a debate right now as far as like not necessarily legalizing stuff, but certain prosecutors in the country saying, "All right, we we're incarcerating too many people, so let's take it easy." But then mm-hmm. the crime rates going up, so there's that debate going up, so going on. So can't can't please them all, man. You can't please yeah. them all. But um, yep. let's get. Let's get further into this shit. We talk a little sports and shit like that, but uh, let's get into the news, man. How you? You know it's February right now. Um, yeah, it's gonna be February when this episode drops. Though, <laughs> uh, how y'all? Like, I don't know how I feel about Black History Month. I'll be honest, bro. I was gonna ask before this story even came up, but this is like Black History Month even a thing? Like, I only know one like company entity really like doing it, and uh, Charlemagne's company, his podcast thing called the Black Effect Network. They have like these little three minute clips that drop um called like i didn't know maybe you didn't either and it's basically dropping little black history tidbits but it's like two minutes long so it's not hard to listen to um and it's, it's actually pretty interesting but that's the only per- people i know really doing the, the black history thing and i came across a story where t-pain um was asked about 
how he felt about Black History Month and how he thinks, um, actually the, the, the reporter asked him, uh, what advice would he give for white people that want to celebrate Black History Month? And T-Pain's advice was stop celebrating. Although we celebrate Black History Month, I think we should just have history. They overshot it. We don't want our own shit. You're separating us again. We want to be part of history, not just one month of it. He continued to say, uh, like, we don't want to be part of history. Don't celebrate one month for us. I'd rather everybody stop celebrating that shit and just let us be part of history. Not just y'all get paid attention on the shortest month of the year. End quote. Um, do you agree with T-Pain? You think we should just, you know what I mean, I guess abolish, get rid of... uh. Black History Month, or do you think it still serves a purpose? I don't even. I'm, and my daughter's in elementary school right now. I have she hasn't come home talking about anything about it, saying anything about it. I haven't seen anything. Not that they send the kids home with much stuff now because of COVID anyway. But I haven't even got the vibe that they like something that they teach in schools. I think Black History Month has served its purpose. I don't think it should be abolished quite yet, only because I don't think people have figured out what what to do instead and i think that's the big thing figuring out what to do instead i think pt pain has a point with with um integrating black history quote-unquote black history into what we know as just history you know what i'm saying so um people we've been begging for like certain things that's like for us for a long time we still still are like we ask for things that's for us right like Historically black schools, um, you know, we, there's, a, there's a African-American history museum, uh, the big one in, in Washington, then a, then a bunch throughout the country. I think that stuff is important because when it just kind of gets washed into everything else, people don't have a, a, a full appreciation for it. So while Black History Month is far from the best thing we could do, I don't think we figured out how exactly we could properly do black culture and black history justice at least mm-hmm. not yet you know what i'm saying so i agree i agree with with most of his point but as far as like just tossing it away i don't think we're there yet i think we it still serves a purpose right like when you hear on a podcast a piece of black history when a white person listens to it it's like all right well i just learning that history would give them some sort of appreciation for it but do they look now, at it like that what is frustrating though is it, mm-hmm. is the rest of the year and not really having that appreciation for it mm-hmm. and that's yeah like you said yeah that's that one not only giving us shortest month but giving us the one month and then two it's like how many white people feel like it's it's funny right because it's only one month but how many white people i guess feel marginalized by that fact that we're making a big deal of you know what i'm saying and then later in the year is hispanic heritage month and then at some point in the year it's got to be asian history month you know what i'm saying so it's like do, do they even have an appreciation for it or at some point are they just eye rolling at it you know what i mean um it's, it's tricky it's a tricky situation i i like i don't even know how i really feel about black history month like i don't have a better suggestion you know what i'm saying i don't i don't have something that i would say that we could do instead it's like i don't know like i, I like so I, I don't know i wouldn't get rid of it but I don't really know if it's doing much at this point. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know if it's serving its purpose. Like I like we've mentioned this on this podcast every February. McDonald's did it heavy. You know what I'm saying? I don't if maybe if I saw that, it would it would do something for me. You know, at my old job, there was this poster that they would put up every February with notable black history um figures on it. Um but it's like, I mean, we putting up posters and we're showing commercials. You know what I mean? Like, is that really making any type of change? Maybe it is. I, mean, I don't know the, the psychological effect, you know, that it has on me. I know looking at Obama as the president for the few for the eight years that he was, it did something for my pride. It did something for my confidence to see that. So possibly these posters and commercials might be do something for somebody else's confidence with that's that's black as well. But um, to me personally, I don't I, I don't know if it's serving any if it's doing it for me. I'm not anti-Black History Month by any you know, stretch of imagination. I think there's something else we could be doing, and I really don't even have the suggestion to say what it is at the moment. Because celebrate us throughout the year, right? Biggest, like I said, maybe what T-Pain... T-Pain got, got roasted for that. And I feel like it's... Yeah, because everyone just jumps on a fucking bandwagon and it's like, all right, let's cancel somebody. But there's actual, you know, a, 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 a conversation to be had there. You know what I mean? About, well, all right, cool. Let's, let's take him. Instead of canceling him and trying to fucking roast him, Maybe have the conversation. What is it doing? What 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 are the pros and cons? What are the benefits? Don't just cancel people. Yeah, uh, 
Well, to your, to your, I guess that that point you bring up of what is it that Black History Month is doing and the posters and stuff. I mean, to be honest with you, I learned a, a lot of different pieces of Black history I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Interesting tidbits, right? Not been for yeah tidbits exactly. If it had not been for the calendars and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And sometimes it may may have made me pick up a book or ask a teacher about it or something like that. So it does something. The question is, can we do that better? Right? Can we just can this be in the actual pages of the textbook versus us just having to get it from a 12-month calendar? Like one of them calendars you get for free from like the uh, the mechanic or something. Mm-hmm. With, with uh, Martin Luther King, Obama, and, and Jesus all in the same picture. <laughs> Rocking right, out. Right, exactly. Rocking out on the cover, yeah. I mean, no, unfortunately, I'll... though, you, you, you get all like the, the, the super famous people who... You don't get the I don't know what the you don't get the the history history of it like you don't they become deities they don't they're not even people anymore once they they reach a certain level right like they just names and and figures but uh, we still don't know the history unless you look deeper into it mm-hmm. but would it be would you be better off just not having known them before like not having known Medgar Evers or not having known what Rosa Parks did or whatever I think. A lot of Black History Month stuff, uh, put like entrenched that stuff into the like the lexicon, um, at least the American lexicon, as far as like this is history. Like these people are part of history. You may not know a lot about them, but here goes the name, and here goes a couple sentences on what they did. Now that sucks, but I, I, I don't think we figured out a better way to do like a widespread better education of Black culture and Black history and a Black appreciation. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that is a solution, right? We just got to amplify it. It's on us, right? It's on it's on the me, it's on you, it's on the right. black celebrities. We just got to amplify it because we are living proof that it did something. There was a benefit, right? That we we shit, we here, we graduated from college, we got jobs, we you know, we 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 are able to eloquently express ourselves on a podcast, you know what I mean, based on the education that we had and that information. So, maybe that needs to be amplified maybe we need two months maybe we need to like you said it needs to be part of the curriculum it needs to be you know what i mean we just got to amplify it and maybe all right boom we get a month so let's turn up for the month we'll see you'll see you know what i mean how many more people we can educate man but um shit i guess keeping along the lines of just cancellation and and and, and black twitter uh we we didn't get to touch base since news broke that you know aquafina was gonna get canceled asian uh actress aquafina uh, just what's her, what's her real name? Nora something. Shit, I gotta get her name. But uh, she she's been in roles like uh Raya and The Last Dragon. She's been in uh Crazy Rich Asians, right? I uh, she's been in uh shit. What else? What's the latest thing she was in recently? Uh, Shang Shang Chi, uh, the Marvel movie. So um, yeah. definitely got her own show. She, a Comedy Central show. It's correct too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Nora from Queens. Yeah. So um. It was kind of weird, right? I didn't. We didn't know where it came from. It kind of hit our whole circle, like yo, with a question mark. But basically, people was, was trying to cancel Aquafina for having a black scent, which the term black scent was like the most disrespectful part <laughs> about. I think the whole thing. Like I don't like black scent. What the fuck are we trying to say here? <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently people don't like the way Aquafina talks, right? And then not even in real life. Like I've seen Aquafina do videos, like uh, do interviews. I mean, um, they they kind of don't like how she talks in the movie roles that she's in, if I'm not mistaken, and kind of wanted her to apologize for it. And then when she made a statement about it, kind of was like, well, that ain't no real apology, <laughs> which I, I, I would never apologize if I was her. Like I, 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 I'm so confused by it. Like maybe you can make it make sense for me, Keith. Cause I'm like, I've seen her do interviews, right? She don't talk like that in interviews. She, everything I've seen where people have been able to pull it up on her, she was playing a role in the movie. And it wasn't like a role that she took away from a minority. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people, you, y'all pulling her up the way she she's talking in Crazy Rich Asians, and it's like, I don't think she was being a caricature of a black person. Maybe I gotta watch the entire movie, but I felt like it's she didn't take that role away from a black person. Like, it's, I, what is that? I'm, I was oh, and then I had to look at it right. Where'd the outrage come from? I think we asked that in in our group chat. You know what I mean? Bookstore Ricky, like we was all like, where this where this uh outrage came from and i heard the black like and I, it's, it's been something like i was looking up doing research for this it's something that is not new people have been making videos and youtube videos about the way aquafina talks for a while now but i guess the backlash intensified in january because she received the naacp image award nomination for a performance in raya and the last dragon um 
a Disney movie, which my daughter loves, by the way. Um, so yeah, she she finally, I guess, spoke out about it, and after this recent uh, stretch of backlash, and had had a lot to say on it, but basically, people were not really impressed with what she had to say on it. How, how do you, how do you feel about this whole situation? Because I I learned about Aquafina through you and Bookstore Ricky talking about it. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't know who she was, and then um, I noticed she graduated from my alma mater, right? If I'm not mistaken, U Albany, Great Dane stand up. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than Wolf, that, Wolf. I didn't know much about her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I don't really know much <laughs> about her. So it's like, I, it put me on Keith. How do you feel about this? You might be a little bit more attached to it than I am. I don't believe I am. I, I think I'm just a, a dude pushing forty that is just trying to 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 wrap my head around some of this stuff. I've wrapped my head around most of it, but there's still some blind spots I got, and I think this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I was quite offended that people. Though I'm well, first I'm, aff- uh, I'm offended at the word blackcent, like something about that. <laughs> it was it, it didn't sit well with me, and I would really love to know who made that shit up. Who made a blackcent word? <laughs> release date. Uh, release date uh, tweets. <laughs> word up man release day tweets man because i'm like black sin but then i, I watch i will actually watch her work I, i've seen every episode of nora from queens uh i've watched all her movies that have been available for no additional charge to me and honestly that's oh that's only two movies one is the joint on apple tv with mahershala ali mm-hmm. and then um crazy rich asians and it did oh she's in the new mahershala ali strike the one me. that just came out uh, it's on Apple TV. It's some joint where uh, he clones he... himself. Say it again. He clones himself. He like he clones. Yeah, he has a clone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I she's yeah. So okay. she's in that. Okay. And she talks like how she normally talks, more or less. Even though it's a more dramatic role, so it's more subdued, but more or less her, you know, her intonations and whatever slight accent that she has, it 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 just doesn't strike me as like a black person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, it just doesn't like. It just sounds like a random, someone, a young person from a random neighborhood in in New York City. I just want to, you know, what I'm saying I can't even place it. I can't even say it's from Harlem or Brooklyn. It's just, or, or or you're black or you're some some other color. Like it's just, you know, she. I just I don't get it. Like I, I don't. And then if she's not to talk like that, how is she to talk? Because mm-hmm. she she's Asian. Maybe she should talk one, like some other way. You know what yeah, I'm like how y'all so, want her to talk. Yeah, exactly. Like y'all, y'all, y'all want her to be the stereotypical Asian voice that that they get offended by. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think you you said it best in the in the group chat. It was one of you guys. I don't know if I'm misquoting, but it might have been you, a bookstore Ricky. Like, it's a New York City accent. Like, a non-black person that from New York City. Like, we used to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When we, like right. to us, we hear that it's like it's not anything funny style. And it's like, but I think the stuff that they really getting offended by is like her in movie roles. And I'm like. The the other chick, if I'm not mistaken, from Crazy Rich Asians is the same girl from from Swingers, and I think she's uh, from Fresh Off the Boat. She talks different in all of those roles. Like, why is she not getting no backlash? Is it you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, where did this originate from? Like, what do you like? I feel like Black Twitter. I really do feel like 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 they be riling them up because it's like, where did this come from? Like, who the fuck gives a fuck about Aquafina that much? <laughs> to want to cancel like you know what I'm saying like shorty's doing her thing like, like I don't I feel like there's a lot more people we could be coming at and you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> other than Aquafina like oh, well, I, I am in touch with the culture enough to know that she's a pretty big deal so I can see why you give a fuck about her but as far as like just listening to her accent I don't know maybe it's a New York thing maybe some black dude from Louisiana said man that don't sound right and then tweeted something and it got retweeted tons of times but mm-hmm. I guess maybe is is a New York. It just didn't jump out of me. Like it didn't. It wasn't even to me reminiscent of a black person. It was just like a someone who just had the maybe had the resources to either purchase a, a bunch of uh, albums, rap albums, or has friends who purchases a bunch. Like she just sounds like somebody who listens to a lot of rap. I, I just don't even know how to describe her accent. <laughs> and she raps. <laughs> which is another thing which I, maybe people offended by that maybe few people feel like there's yeah, cultural appropriation in that more so than anything but it's just like it's it's, it's and it, it, I don't know did you were you able to see uh, or hear anything about like Joe Rogan's recent controversy like it was funny my mom, my mom put me onto this story but um, 
And when she had told me about it, all I knew was when the first time they came for Joe, really, was when they were trying to cancel him based off of what they called anti-vax views or that he's spreading anti-vax rhetoric or uh, just anti-coronavirus misinformation, I believe was a term that they use. Um, so my mom told me about it. She's like, yeah, they coming for Joe Rogan. They saying he racist. And I'm like, I'm talking to my mom, I'm like, what you talking about, mom? It's some anti-vax shit. What you, <laughs> like, I didn't even know about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like shutting her down. Then the next thing, like everything blew. She was trying to like send me about India Ari, but she couldn't remember her name. <laughs> so she was like, what's, <laughs> she was like, what's that girl name? Uh, Ariana. <laughs> I'm like, mom, what you talking about? You know, like, Ariana Grande coming for Joe Rogan. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, fucking, yeah, apparently, you know, Ari, uh, India Ari. Uh, said that she wanted her music off of Spotify because of uh, Joe Rogan. Um, there was, uh, I don't believe in the, I remade the video with the N-word, uh, the compilation basically, where they played how many times uh, Joe Rogan used the N-word uh, or just several times throughout the years of his podcast that he used the uh, N-word openly not in, and, and, you know, actually said the word. Um, but I believe India might have re- reposted the video where he told the Planet of the Apes uh, story. Um, and that, that was, yeah. uh, I don't know if you heard it himself, but basically like he says, he walks in, he went to go see Planet of the Apes in the hood pretty much. And then he walks in the theater and he says something like, we were in Planet of the Apes. We were, we were, we were in Africa, uh, as a, as a reference to the black people, which I think, you know, is something that he said, but then like two seconds, it's the craziest thing about that video is like, if you clip it, right. It's like, yo, this is bad. But if you watch the whole video, it's like. He had one. He's, he makes that reference, and then he he says, "Yo, that was that was racist. That was that was terrible. It was like Planet of the Apes. You know, what I mean, that, was, that wasn't even a good joke." Um, and then he's like, and then he later on the the story that he's telling is about the misrepresentation of, oh sorry, lack of representation of black people in Hollywood. He's like, how he didn't really hit him. He heard black creators complain about being underrepresented, and it didn't hit him till he's in a theater mm-hmm. full of black people. Um, how, and we're watching a movie, right? And where the only black character was the bad guy, and he wasn't even from America. Like they got a black guy from England or whatever to be the bad guy in that movie, and he's just like, "Yo, it, it hit him at that moment." And really, it's actually a good story about like under the underrepresentation of of minorities in in, in Hollywood. But people didn't run with that. They took the clip, they took the part that they did and just added it with the, the compilation using the N-word and basically was like, yo, we got to cancel Joe. Um, Spotify was like, nah, you know, we gonna we standing by him. Um, one, probably because they kind of have no choice to, right? They paid him a ton of money. I'm sure if they cut him off, he's ob- obligated to some portion of that big amount of money that they'd have to pay him out. So it's like, and it's their, in their best interest to hold on to him. Um, in the IRE... I don't believe is a big enough uh, of a draw to to put make a threat, and then she actually accepted his apology, which was pretty cool on her part. Um, is it Neil Young or Neil Diamond um, that they wanted their music off of it? Neil Young, like I don't think that's a big enough draw for Spotify to really give a fuck about either. So I mean, unless a bigger artist may maybe wants to come and threaten that, would it's not really gonna make a pull. They're gonna stick with Joe. Um, and I, and I think that's cool on that on that part. Joe's apology seemed sincere. He he said, "Yo, he hasn't used the n word in years." He knew the videos would come back up because he's done it on the show. And in those times, he wasn't always. I actually, I think he said in all those times he wasn't being racist. He was actually saying he should have used the term the n word, but he said he isn't. He he wanted to say the word. Um, which is funny because I always thought like, yo, if I was a white person, there's no way you could like you're gonna tell me I can't rap the n word in my car. <laughs> like there's no way you can't, there's no way you can't tell me I can't use the n-word in my car like I'm fucking rap this shit I'm not gonna do it in public <laughs> you know what I'm saying like but I'm right. I'm gonna let them n-words fly in the fucking car but fucking cause I know they do <laughs> but fucking I think but but funny thing is like I wouldn't use it in front of people I, I wouldn't use it in front of like a female cause it's like you know she's gonna be like well how come you're not using it? how come you're not rapping that lyric now in front of Jamal <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like I don't want to get called out for some shit like that but I probably would if I was a white person like it's too, it's, too, it's out there too much right so I think Joe was just kind of on right. something like I'm I'm saying the word like fuck who's gonna stop me and it came back to bite him in the ass but I don't think it was worth cancellation and and I guess in his favor it was it wasn't worth cancellation because it, it didn't happen um what's your thoughts on the whole situation with Joe Rogan and shit because I know you've seen something similar what happened Uh, I feel as if the the COVID misinformation thing mm-hmm. didn't work. So they say, hey, how about this one? <laughs> like, all right, that shot didn't work. Let me try this one. 
And I feel like the 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 N word stuff. I like the so I think the worst of it all is the the uh, and I didn't listen to the full clips. I just listened to whatever they they put out there. I don't, I don't listen to Joe Rogan regularly, but I do know he's a big deal. Like in in Spotify, he has his own category. When right, it's like hip hop podcast. This Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. So he's like well, Howard Stern is the XM series. It's going yeah, like like the biggest draw, pretty much, right? In podcast, right? Yeah, right. And then it's, it's, it's similar to how Netflix was tied in with Dave Chappelle, but Joe mm-hmm. with Joe Rogan, he's probably more tied into Spotify because he's a huge chunk of their like they invested a lot into him. And if if his shit goes like, they would have a tough time. If Dave Chappelle were to get taken down from Netflix. They would have a tough time, but it, it, they they would be all right, in my opinion. But anyway, the joint where I went to some neighborhood that looked like Planet of the Apes, something something like that. I think mm-hmm. that was the worst of all. I think they could have released that first. I'm like, all right, this is pretty bad, and just see mm-hmm. what happens. All the the COVID misinformation stuff. I feel like that's the the political aspect of it coming out because it's just he's just a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he, yeah, he, he says some stuff that may not be correct but it's like he's just a guy like we're not surprised by the fact that he says weird stuff about covid and you know he brings guests on he lets them talk new york times did a little thing on this and they were just reporting like reporting on what his style is like he just brings people on and lets them talk like he doesn't cut them off even if he disagrees with them mm-hmm. and i think that's just what it is should he be canceled i don't essentially what he's saying here is not new right but somehow he kind of came to people's attention. They they brought it up. So, I don't know. Like, should he be canceled? I'm not a fan of cancellation anyway, so Word. I guess I'm not the one to ask whether or not he should be canceled. But yeah. I guess just me being cynical, I'm like, hey, I'm not surprised he said the N-word. Kind of like what you said. Like, you're, you, you're not surprised if you hear about a white dude rapping the N-word in his car around his other white friends. And I don't think that makes him racist. I, I don't like I don't think it's cool right. I don't want to hear that shit but I don't think that necessarily makes you racist if it's in, it's too ingrained in the culture to uh to avoid you know what I'm saying like I, I just sold a book actually um like on eBay uh <laughs> the called called nigger and like before I sold it I, mean, I read it when I was younger but then I was like flipping through some of the pages and it was like literally some of the stories were about like cancellations for using the n-word like basically a, a professor um in a conversation about like offensive words, lost his job because one of the offensive words that were brought up was nigger. Um, and then they started to have a debate about the word. Um, eventually lost a job over it. You know what I mean? A coach using the N word thought it was like a term of affection. All the players on his team used it, <laughs> thought it would be cool. Right. And it, it, it wasn't ended up losing his job over it. So it's, it's not something new. This isn't new to the, to the lexicon It's it's America's word. <laughs> more than any other word you know what i'm saying it's america's word and you know there's an ugly part to it um there's a part that that might be a term of endearment and then there's going to be a part that's going to be forever a gray area um and, and to your point i'm not into cancellation i'm into consultation right is that the right term i think right, <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying i'm preaching <laughs> um but yeah, johnny like, cocker like, preach <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sit some people down and talk to them, bro. Like, let them know what the deal is. Like, like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, let's talk this out. Let me tell you why this was wrong. Let me tell you why you can't say that, right. bro. <laughs> Don't just punch him in the face. Let me tell you why you can't say that. And I think we need to uh, start doing more. I think, of, like, even with the Aquafina thing, to circle back to that, I think, have a conversation. Like, what offends y'all about her? Let her know, and she could respond back. She's an educated young lady. She could respond back, and I think there could be a, a discussion that comes out of it where maybe both sides can learn something. Um, but yeah, man, we, we we run a little tight on time, Keith. Uh, so we're doing rapid fire edition of my favorite segment. It's called "Have You Heard." Uh huh. Connected. I got a quest. I hear things in the news, some headlines, and I bring them to the table, see if my man Keith has heard. Rapid Fire Edition, man. Keith, have you heard your boy Kodak Black got shot outside of a Justin Bieber after party? <laughs> I, I heard a little bit. of. I, 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 so the part I heard, right, it was like the early reports. There was a shooting around a Justin Bieber party, mm-hmm. and uh, Kodak Black had a fight outside. 
Mm-hmm. Nah. Uh, yeah, this, this it, it, I don't know. It's just weird, man. I I don't know. Justin Bieber done turned his life to the Lord or whatever, and there were some pretty big stars in there that I, I, I know ain't with that shooting smoke. So I'm I, I'm confused about this whole story. Well, Super Bowl weekend, so everyone's in town. Everyone's partying together without you know what I mean. So it's like right. It, but like I'd be tight if I went to a Justin Bieber after party and I got shot, bro. I came here not to get shot. <laughs> I could have went to Word. I could have went to Drake shit, man. But fucking um, I, I I don't know how true this is, but I heard it might be. You know, I called it black as a wild boy, and it's, it's reached a point where you know you're just a wild boy for the wildest shit you say. But um, remember when Nipsey passed away and Kodak was like kind of like your Lauren London holla at me? I heard this, yeah. this might be. Remember, because he was locked up, so he wasn't really traveling to the West Coast like that during that time. And I think this might have been one of his first trips um, back out there. And and yeah, shit got nervous. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, bro. L.A. just you know you can't fuck around like that in L.A. Nah. Well, you seen you seen the baby, the fight he got in with Danny Lay's brother. You seen that shit at the bowling alley? Have you heard? No, nah, that's <laughs> not. I did not hear about that, but that that's. That's crazy too. What the hell? I, didn't he get beat up? I, the ba- I, I the baby? only know this from memes. No, the baby the, did not. Um, oh, Danny Lay's brother, definitely. Yeah, Danny yeah. Lay's brother. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Danny okay. Lay's brother definitely got beat up. But he. But all right. So we. You understand this? I was trying to explain this shit to my girl. She really couldn't get it. But I was like, so Danny Lay's brother basically stepped to the baby. Remember when he? he well, when all the shit went down a couple months ago, when Danny, when the baby had Danny Lay, I guess arrested and all that shit. Um, right. The baby's. I'm sorry, Danny Lay's brother put a video out saying, "Yo, you are gonna have to see me when you come to L.A." Da 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 da. Fast forward Super Bowl weekend, the baby's at a bowling alley. From what I see in the video, Danny Lay's brother approaches the baby and his crew solo dolo. Like, yo, what up? I guess on some man to man, let's go shoot the fair one. Where they do that at? <laughs> Put me on the game because <laughs> they was they they definitely gave him that bowling alley. They treated him like a bowling ball. <laughs> they definitely, you got to go check out the video. But I mean, that's all. It's also I think maybe that was the strategy. Let me fight him in a bowling alley and then approach like get bait them onto the the alley where it's all slippery. Because I guess he would have got his ass beat a lot worse if it wasn't on the slippery part of the yeah. uh, the the shit. But yeah, yeah, it was. It was, but I get you know to him, and I was telling, I was trying to explain this. I was like, his social currency is now. I did what I said I was gonna do, right? It's like you gotta go check the video out or something. Right. But he was like, I was, I, I, I did what I said I was gonna do. I, he said he came to my town. I fucking had to defend my sister's honor. And then the baby get to say, uh, I ain't get my ass kicked, and y'all seen what happened to homeboy, and you know what I mean. So he gets the social currency from that. So I guess in their own way, and then he's gonna call the baby pussy for not finding the man up. The baby gonna be like, "Well, we whooped your pussy ass," and da 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 da. And now the baby's actually getting sued by the bowling alley for some. I heard some substantial amount of money, um, uh, for damage done, um, because he's the only notable name, which is fucked up, right? <laughs> it's kind of, but I guess like, it's, hey, you <laughs> comes to life, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, check that video out if you haven't seen it. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. They so <laughs> actually I've seen the the shit where they put like uh the cartoon music on top of it because they all slipping and sliding all over the place. So this shit look kind of funny. But um, what else have you heard? Uh, the Bob Saget autopsy results uh were not released because his family threatened to sue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. <laughs> So I, I didn't look too deep into this, but from what I understand, he had like some head injuries. Like, because initially it was like, oh well, he slipped, you know, bumped his head and he went to bed. And he probably didn't realize how bad it was, but like his the injuries is kind of strange. Like, is you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just it's like in multiple parts of the of the skull or something like that. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, I, they said. I don't know. Uh, Something like it's kind of similar to someone getting hit with a baseball bat to the head or has fallen from 20 to 30 feet. Oh, man. I, it's unfortunate, man. Dude passed away. I I don't understand this story. Now, this is a file us away and shit Keith doesn't understand. I've heard about, but don't understand. Mm-hmm. It, 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 uh, yeah, it's it's kind of leading itself or lending itself to conspiracy theory, right? The the way it happened, the cover up, kind of, not cover up, but I guess his family suing to keep it private. It, it's got some like it, it's smells of conspiracy theory. 
<laughs> but we we don't know. And um, I mean, you res- you want to respect the family, right? Not not be all up in their business. But it's Bob Saget was also liked and loved by a lot of people. So there's going to be interest in uh how he passed away. And this this seems weird. This is definitely a question mark, man. But you got to file it in the same category for your boy Plicker as well, man. Uh. Keith. Yeah, man, I, it's, it's definitely one of them stories that made me go into my spam folder and say, maybe these QAnon, QAnon emails aren't spam. Let me just check out what they talk about, because <laughs> the world is crazy. Was there a Bob Saget reference on QAnon? <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> well, we spoke about this, uh, this guy earlier, but we'll speak about him again, man. Your boy Snoop Dogg buys his former record label, Death Row Records. Have you heard? And I always admire Snoop's uh, Snoop's moves. That dude just works, man. He, he says, "Oh, there's a job. All right, let's work." And there you go, man. He's he, he's just done all kinds of stuff. His portfolio is so diversified. It's really cool to see where Snoop has come. Like we grew up with Snoop, you know, seeing Snoop rap, and then he went to acting. He tried clothing. His clothing was more or less trash, but he's just doing stuff. And mm-hmm. like he's just bound to be successful. So to see this, I'm not surprised at all to see him. You know, him having a record label, buying his old record label, got the the dog in the electric chair. Like that's that's cool to see something like that go full circle. So I'm I'm curious to see where he goes with this, especially for the way completely the, the way shit ended. Right? Isn't that like the perfect fuck you back to the record label that kind of like jerked you? I mean, they gave you a start, but it didn't end right. well. So that's like the perfect fuck you back to like I guess Suge Knight. Like, yeah, I'm taking it. Right. <laughs> I got this shit. Snoop actually bought it from the private equity uh, company, uh, MNRK Music Group. And, you know, now it's now it's Snoop's, man. So we're going to see what, what's going to go on over there. Big things, hopefully, for Death Row Record. That'd be a nice little bounce back to a uh, record label that we grew up listening to. Um, Keith, have you heard Jada Pinkett Smith is not having a baby, but Naomi Campbell did release pictures this week of her one-year-old baby no i have not heard at all <laughs> <laughs> the, the rumors came out this past week that jada pinkett smith uh who i believe is in her 50s was was pregnant uh, <laughs> and it, it was sparked many uh you know like question marks people scratching their head but uh apparently that's not true or, or it doesn't appear to be true mm-hmm. um but naomi campbell um you know who's is maybe around the same age um uh, maybe a little older actually you know had a baby last year um now I'm assuming this is through like a surrogate, right? Like these, like Janet Jackson had a baby recently. Like they're not delivering these babies, right? I don't know, bro. It's possible though. I mean, it's possible. You think <laughs> I, so? I, I, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it seems dangerous, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it it definitely is dangerous. But with modern medicine, especially fertility medicine, like you know, a lot of Things that were uh, unlikely, let's say, 30 years ago, they're very much likely now. Yeah. So I don't know. They they might be having, you know, it's, it's, they might be having surrogates and all that type of stuff, but I wouldn't rule it out that they're they're delivering these kids. That would, that's, yeah. <laughs> more power to them, man. That would be awesome, bro. Uh, and some some weird news, man. I guess I, you don't even know how to feel about this, but uh, uh, Keith, have you heard Officer Kim Potter uh, was found guilty uh, in the death of Deontay Wright, um, but was only sentenced to two years? Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it like, guilty on manslaughter or something like that? I believe so. Now, this is the story of the lady that pulled out the taser. Uh, sorry, pulled out her gun, uh, supposedly mistaked it for her taser, yelled taser, taser, taser in the video, um, and then shot uh, uh, Dante, right? Um, yeah, it was it was a weird one. The, the judge, like, teared up during her sentencing. But two years, that's, I mean, for wrongful killing of a person during a traffic stop? <laughs> I I shit like I, that. I don't know how I feel about that, bro. I mean, like I guess she could have yeah. got off scot free, right? But maybe back in the day, we used to see an officer get off scot free. So the fact that she's serving some sort of sentence, um, I guess is 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 crazy. She's apparently she has to serve at least uh, two thirds of that sentence, and with good behavior, could be out um, on probation for the third part of of that third of a sentence. But um, 
you know, the judge said that she's a cop who made a tragic mistake. It's kind of had a lot of sympathy for her, put it like that. Uh, judge Regina Chu mm-hmm. gave her that two-year sentence and called it, uh, said that police officers have the most difficult job in public service. So definitely had a lot of sympathy for her. Um, Keith, have you heard your boy Kanye West said his next album will only be available through his streaming service? Uh, is that something you could see yourself paying for? No way. Uh, <laughs> I, and I believe it's, it'll only be available. There's some kind of device called Stem, uh, mm-hmm. the Stem player or something like that. I don't know if you heard of this thing, but basically, there you know you could you could basically has controls where you could quiet out certain aspects of the song. So if you're like, oh, I want to hear the vocals only, you could like tune down all the other stuff. Oh, I just want to hear the bass. You do that. Oh, okay. I just want to yeah, hear I did, the drums. I did hear about that a few months ago. Or the background ago. singers. Yeah. And I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm good. But you know <laughs> what? Like Kanye has made a, <laughs> Kanye's made a lot of shit where I was like, I'm good. Then it blows up. Like, the 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 Yeezy shoes like over two hundred bucks or whatever how much ever they cost like I'm like yeah I'm good but them shits blew the fuck up people mm. paying a hundred a hundred dollars or whatever it costs for the flip flops because they can't af- afford the shoes a lot of people like the, the the hoodies I think he sold out them Gap hoodies that look exactly like the normal Gap hoodies but I don't know what the I, I don't think it has the rope or something and them <laughs> he's <laughs> they're selling so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt doubt that this thing blows up, but I know that I'm good, and I don't think I'm gonna change from that position. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against Kanye. Um, and I'm not gonna sit here and say the music's not good because I, I like some of Kanye's music still. I don't like the antics. I don't like the Kim Kardashian drama and Pete Davidson shit. I think it's kind of corny, but the music is not bad. But I don't think the music's good enough for me to sign up for no new streaming service. <laughs> where I could turn the bass down right. like I'm a, I'm a fucking DJ <laughs> figure that shit out myself Word. um Keith have you heard your boy T.I. is giving a shot at stand up music oh stand up music stand up music I'm fucking up <laughs> stand up comedy <laughs> my fault oh cause I heard he was doing stand up but I didn't real I thought about that he doing stand up music that's gangster <laughs> is that just <laughs> rapping <laughs> you talking about Rapping like Seinfeld, and shit. rapping. Yeah, I, I, I heard about that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the story around it. I mean, he does comedy. He was in Ant Man mm-hmm. and doing playing a comedic role. I'm sure that's not the first comedic role he has, but that's the one I saw. He's pretty good in in it. So, uh, and he probably feels that rap. You know, he could rap his old shit. He probably put out a, you know, a couple features, maybe a new album here and there, but he's trying to secure his future. I'm guessing, but I, I haven't read what he said about his stand-up career. Yeah. I, I think if you're a creative person, right, and rap unfortunately has this thing where there's kind of like an expiration date, like you're too old to be doing this and, and you know, some people's opinion. Um, but I think if you're a creative person, you're going to want to still want to create. You're known for being creative. That's what got you to this point in life. So you're going to try your hands at some things. And I watched a video of him doing some stand-up. It wasn't... I w- it wasn't hilarious, but it was, you know, someone just getting started. And, and you know what it reminded me of? And, and not that this is weird. I just said it's not hilarious. But it kind of reminded me of when you showed me, like, your 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 videos of doing stand-up. Like, you were, you were yeah. like, an amateur starting at it. It was your first couple times doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it reminded me of that. Like, it was like, right. yo, it's not bad. It's not, like, it's just not polished yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Right, right. And that's probably what he's working out. Like, he's probably trying to pay his dues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, you know what it sounds like? Like, because CI has a podcast. It sounds kind of like he's on stage doing a live episode of his podcast. He's kind of just talking to the crowd. But he's trying to, like, you know, have a punchline, I guess. You know what I mean? And Little Duvall, ain't that his man? Like, that he do comedy, so it ain't, like, far-fetched that, you know, he's been around comedy for a long time. Yeah, Atlanta got a... I like uh, Atlanta comedians or Georgia comedians. That, you know, I, I enjoy their shit, so that I, that'll be cool. But it's not the first time a dude, you know, transitioned into from music, let's say, into stand up. I know, uh, kid, is it kid? Kid is the 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 fair skinned one from Kid and Play, right? Correct. Yeah, he did stand up. Uh, Cypher Sounds yeah. went full bore into comedy. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not impossible. It's not like something that we don't see. Um, and before we get out of here, real quick, Keith, I don't know if have you heard. 
Mayor Eric Adams, sorry, excuse me, New York Mayor Eric Adams uh, is going to war with drill music. Uh, I did not know. I have no <laughs> idea. I, I don't know how you got to explain that one to me. So Eric <laughs> Adams, his son works at Rock Nation, right? And he uh, came out and said that he, his son played him some, some, some drill music uh, for the first time. He wasn't familiar with what it was, so he showed him some videos. Um, and he, he said that these videos are super violent and filled with bad behavior. He went on to say, we pulled Trump off Twitter because of what he was spewing, Let we, yet we are allowing music with the displaying of guns and violence. We allow this to stay on the sites. Um, violent people that are using drill rapping to post who they killed and then antagonize the people who they are going to kill is what the problem is. So he feels like drill rap is causing some of the violence going on in New York City. Um, and met actually with uh, New York City rappers, Fabio Foreign, uh, Mano, um, I believe uh, uh, B-Love might have been there if he's a Bronx rapper. Um, and just to have a discussion, I guess, on why. Because... It's well. I think the most New York City thing about it is drill rap is not from New York City, <laughs> but it's like I think maybe like Adams yeah. is like yeah we claim we claiming this shit we taking it now, <laughs> but fucking um because because a lot of the bigger rappers that have come out from New York City have taken that style um of rap. I was about but to say it's even, pretty Brooklyn drill is like a thing like it's pretty it's a genre it's a genre no, yeah it's know, its own little, genre now yeah like yep yeah. But it, it's, I feel it's weird though. It just reminds me of like C. Dolores Tucker going to beef with, uh, uh, once again, representing Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, but like going to war with gangster rap in the early 90s. Like, it's like, what, it's, it's music, dog. It's like, and then I, why is it always like black music that I feel like gets this when, I guess, you know, Marilyn Manson was trying, they tried to tie him to school shootings and Eminem and I guess shit like that. But we see it more in our lifetime with hip hop music and people coming at black artists. And I'm like, what, I don't know, what is this going to do? The thing I enjoy most about uh, Mayor Adams is he's bringing back that, or he's reminding people about a wave of of um, like black conservatism. So even though he's a Democrat, he used to be a Republican, but he has a lot of that stuff that's reminiscent of the of the what came out in the '90s, like C. Dolores Tucker. Um, he he wants to bring back certain aspects of like community policing. Mm-hmm. Right, so like, um, plain clothes units, making sure people ain't fucking up in the street and all that type of stuff. A lot of stuff that when you look at, at TV and you see this progressive movement, like they're trying to cut out, right? Like less policing, draw back on the policing. Um, I'm not, and I'm not even talking about defund the police, but more so just, all right, let's just have you know, you know, just just strip it down a little bit. Let's have our plain clothes people, have detectives, and not like people just not a huge police presence in neighborhoods. But he's like, no, nah, we're actually going to, we want police presence in neighborhoods and stuff like that. And he has a black police commissioner. Mm-hmm. So he just, he's just reminding me of that, that strain of, um, at least in New York, that strain of black people who like, yo, we like the police. Uh, we need, we would like the police to police the streets, um, rap and any kind of message that they put in forth. We want to temper that. So that, that, that's how I see that. But this is an interesting story. I didn't hear about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and you know, I think the biggest thing to come out of, like, shout out to Mano, because, like, I, 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 that fact that he, like, involved himself and kind of set up this whole meeting with Eric Adams and, and brought along the Fabio Foreign and, 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 like I said, other drill rappers with him. Because Mano has been a force in this game for a long time, and he definitely, you know, is, is, is using his influence like that. So I think that's a pretty dope thing. I, I hope there's not a ban on music as a DJ. That's that's scary to me. Like, I don't even like them taking Trump off of Twitter. I understand why they did it, why they felt they had mm-hmm. to, but it's like, it gets weird because now you start censoring him. Who's next? You know what I mean? So it's like, when we start talking about, oh, a style of music or something that we need to sh- just get rid of and shut down and, and not let people see it, you're actually probably going to make it more popular, if anything. Um and cause people yeah. to find ways to, to go look for it. So it's, it's I would find, like, I think what he did is good. And I think I kind of like that about Eric Adams. I know he said he worked with, like, he talks to gang members and kind of try to just stay involved in what's going on in the street or forming gang members and shit like that. And just kind of like, he's here he's working with the rappers, I guess, talking to them. So I guess the fact that he takes that grassroots hands-on approach as, as opposed to just having a blanket view on something that he's not fully aware of, I think is, is promising. And I guess we'll, we'll see what comes out of it with uh, his reign in New York City. Uh, but that's yep. another episode in the books, my man, Keith. Uh, where can my people find you at on social media, brother? 
Instagram, Emo underscore 35. Okay, okay. You can find, uh, your people can find me at, uh, at Plickapeezy on Instagram, uh, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Um, also, you can find Perfect Talk Podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Um, you can find your boy DJ Playboy on Twitter at DJ Playboy, so go check that out. Also, uh, you can find every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast on our website, perfecttalkpodcast.com. Um, every episode of uh, this podcast, my podcast that I do called The Night Shift, is a radio show, and the other radio show I do with my brother DJ Show, Money Talks Radio. Um, also, you can find every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud cloud iHeartRadio, uh, wherever your uh podcasts are found you know what i mean go check that out leave a rating leave a like leave a review go check out our youtube you know what i'm saying you know go to our instagram and hit the link tree you can check out our youtube everything that we got going on so uh if that's your your way of rocking out with perfect talk podcast then you know check us out right there on youtube as well um keith what have you been watching on television these days my guy you know i just started this show called the the, the sex life of college girls now, oh, my boy Mindy Rick Calling told me about produces it. that, right? Mindy Calling, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, she, she created it. Okay. Yeah, she created it, and she's an executive producer. But yeah, Mindy Kaling, yeah. It's a dope, it's a dope show. It's it's a cool it's a it's a cool take on college horniness. Because when we think about that, we think about it from the perspective of young guys in their late teens. But mm-hmm. there's these are girls in their late teens just f- figuring out how they can get guys or or explore their sexuality and all that type of stuff but it's comedy though so that's like the primary that's not the primary well i guess it is the primary thing of the show but it's a comedy so it's not just you know, it's hbo so it's not just people boning there is some of that but like it's, it's it's actually funny seeing people just try stuff but fail at it and i think that's the the funny part of it. we've seen guys do it for a long time to see girls do it is a, is a a fresh view on that so Sex Life of College Girls. Definitely. Check definitely it out. Check that out. HBO Max. Go check that out. Um, and yeah, that's another episode in the books, man. Uh, pleasure doing an episode with you, bro. Um, say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace. Peace.